Anyway, today we're talking with the one and only Todd Hunter, and Todd is with us today on JizzTalking.com. And uh, Todd, it's great to have you here. I've seen you at a lot of stuff. I never knew what you did. What What do you do? I am a writer, reviewer, interviewer. Um, I basically am a freelance journalist working in the adult industry. Okay. And now um, I've seen you. We first met, and I'm going to share some various uh, photos and whatnot that uh, come up that you, you've sent me. But this would have been the first time we would have seen each other. And I don't know if Bill Margold introduced us or not. Uh, this was at the 2005 Legends of Erotica event, and uh, Karen Summer got inducted. Karen Summer, yep. I remember and that, that. And that would have been in Las Vegas. That was uh, I've been here, yeah. That was my first first night I've ever been to something like that. And then the next really? thing you know, Evan Stone put his dick in some concrete. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> now, a great story about that later. He um, the next day was the AVN Awards, and he said that he was wearing his white tuxedo for the white party and he just wiped it off. He didn't actually bathe because he didn't want to mess up his white tuxedo. And what he didn't know is that there's lime in cement and it burned. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's chemicals. My, my dad used to run a concrete plant and anyway, uh, yeah, there's some chemicals they put in concrete that uh, don't really agree with everybody. So yeah, very bad for your skin. Yeah, uh, let me, um, let me, I, I did share in your, you sent me a Dropbox link, and so I uh, put some photos in there as well. Okay. Um, I don't even know if I had the one of him putting his dick in the, oh, here's one that somebody took. Um, yeah, this was the, um, the photo of, of him doing his thing. Right. I've got the photo of him standing up and showing everybody too, but I don't know why I didn't include that. But anyway, I do have that too. But uh, quite that was that was our first event, and and uh, then I was we'd gone to the the AVN stuff, uh, the whatnot. Bill invited us out and um, and had some fun times there. But this was my wife always said this was like a private club, and I really felt it was. <laughs> yeah, it's a small group. And uh, the one guy from Chicago, uh, we get there and he says, are you here for Margold's thing? I said, yeah, we're early, I think. Yeah, it ain't much. And I told Bill later uh, about the guy. He said, oh, yeah, he, he bitches every year, but he shows up every year. He's been here about 15 years. So anyway. Yeah. So, but uh, getting back to how you got started in the thing, uh, you said you'd been a fan for years. And right. it evolved. I was a fan for a long time, and I had been working in game shows, and one and a game show had just gotten canceled out from under me, and I was uh, doing little freelance gigs, doing uh, some copy editing and some proofreading, and I loved reading AVN Magazine, because AVN had that inside look at the industry. It didn't say things like, you know, what's your favorite position? They would actually talk about what was happening in the industry, behind, you know, behind the scenes looks and uh, people with contracts and stuff like that. And one day I picked up an issue and in the back there was an ad. It said, we're looking for reviewers. And it had some questions. Uh, Do you know the industry? Do you have a computer? Can you write? Can you be a smart ass? Do you live in the LA area? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, 
so I sent them some stuff I had written for the Los Angeles Film Festival. They liked it. They gave me some stuff to write. You know, here, try this one. Give us a review of this and tell us what you think. I wrote a review. They liked that. And I started as a freelance reviewer for them in 1997. Wow. And, and then from there, did you branch out into other areas or you just stick with the AVN part of it? I spent a lot of time at AVN. I was, um, when Tim Conley came in, um, he wanted to throw his weight around. He wanted to fire somebody. I think he first wanted to fire Kearns, but Paul Fishbein stood up to him on that. And so he fired me. And I, I knocked around for a few years, uh, for about you know, seven, eight years. I was at XBiz. I was at Adam Presents Amateur Porn. <clears throat> I just, you know, freelancing wherever I could. And then after Connolly stopped being at AVN, um, they brought me back into the fold as a freelancer again. Okay. And I'm doing on the sets and uh, interviews, uh, you know, fresh off interviews, fresh off the bus interviews, and, uh, and on the sets for them ever since. How were you accepted? Because this this little gathering of, of adult entertainers is a very tight-knit club. You've, you've got to know somebody to know somebody to, to really get in the inner circle. How, how were you accepted on that? You don't, well, I was lucky. I started at a time when it was a very small industry. Uh, 1997, they were uh, shooting still small-scale stuff. First time I went on a set, all I had was a notebook and a copy of AVN because I had no credentials. And they accepted me immediately. I said, hi, I'm Todd Hunter. I'm here with AVN. And they said, come on in. Oh. And wow. I, started, I, took, uh, yeah, I took copious notes. It was a two-day shoot. I was there for both days. I promised myself I would never do that again. I, I finally got, I changed my attitude to, I'm going to be here in case something happens to when I'm there. Something will happen, and I'll write about it. What what uh, what would happen? Um, sometimes it's a small thing. Sometimes it's a sex scene. Sometimes it's a setup. Some of my best stories have been talking about the the setup for like a, a giant fifteen person orgy, and it stop and it ends on the word action. There's, it, the story defines itself. Sometimes you need to give like a play-by-play -play of exactly what's happening in the sex scene. Other times, what's happening off to the side is more interesting. I remember there was a Bonnie Rotten shoot where, um, where she rented an El Camino uh, to use as a car for a backdrop. And three guys came up with the El Camino. And I put in my in my uh, story. You wouldn't think it'd take three guys to to drive one El Camino, but what the hell? <laughs> Fun times. I just it just the stories that you could tell, just you know, and the people you've met. I, I and one of those people that you've met, and we'll uh, unmute her right here, is uh, first person that was in the Zoom meeting tonight was uh, Lynn LeMay, and Lynn is online with us. Yes. And Lynn, I'll unmute you here so you can. There you go. Linda, let's talk a little bit about Todd. I love Todd. He's been around longer than I have, so I kind of grew up with in porn with Todd. <laughs> yeah, you knew everything back. about me. Mm -hmm. 
You remember that time at, at K-Sex when uh, you took off your bra and somebody fit in it? All, you know, like she was like in one cup. <laughs> yeah, I can't seem to keep my bra on. Yeah. I think well, I flashed every single time I've been on Zoom. Yeah, well, if the, uh, the opportunity presents itself, go for it. <laughs> hey, I'm almost 60 years old. And if guys still want to look at them, I'm going to show them to them. No objection here. Excellent. Although I have seen them before, and they're lovely. <laughs> but, uh, you saw the first ones. That's true. I've seen you through many boobs. <laughs> Lynn, do you have yes, a you have. Lynn, do you have a good story about Todd? I liked Todd at conventions. This man knew every party. He showed up everywhere. I don't know how he knew. We must... Now, I had a purse that I kept every little party invitation in. And I mm. thought I went to a lot of parties. Todd loved the girls. He loved to go to the parties. True. But I have, I've maintained a, um, a strict rule for a long, long time. I do not, uh, I do not dip into the, into the pool. Nope. No I'm honey for Todd. Exactly. I do not. Uh, I do not dip. Dip in. Not the contestant. That was game shows. That was the contestant pool. Now it's the talent pool. I do not go there. That's probably that's very right. good. And that's probably another way that uh, that you've been trusted because yeah. that is a that's why we cuddle. That's mm -hmm. why we cuddle up to him because we know that no matter how much we do to him, mm -hmm. he's a strict angel. Well, it, it's a matter of objectivity. I mean, you know, one of these days I may just say you did a bad performance. I, I can't do that if uh, I've compromised myself. Yeah, I've got one of those reviews or two. <laughs> let's, uh, let's swing things over to Charles. Charles from San Francisco. Charles, how are we doing? Good, good. It sounds like Todd has had a really interesting life, which I like and appreciate. Thank you. Yeah, no, I've it, I've been lucky. I've been in the right place at the right time many times. I'm trying to think of what, what as far as having a question to ask, where I should go with that question, because I, you probably know, I would guess, everybody in the industry from, I would say, the kind of the beginning of the modern era. Um, well, 97. I mean, I was a fan before that, so I was... Uh, kind of nope. selective for what i'm familiar with because nope. i only watched the stuff i liked and then when i turned pro i had to become familiar with everybody for i don't know why i pictured you like working into the in the 80s and i apologize for that and i wasn't trying to age you or anything oh, like that no offense taken no I, i'll admit that i was a fan back in the 70s i was uh, <laughs> one of those people who forked out five dollars to see deep throat when you could see a brand new print of 2001 for 250 I saw 2001. I didn't like it, but okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but imagine, if you will, an absolutely pristine print of 2001 because there were no old prints. Right. No, I saw it when it came out. I was a kid and uh -huh. I was young. I'll put it that way. Okay. And I probably would have had been more interested in being deep throat, but I don't think about <laughs> I don't think my parents would have been thrilled with that. Yeah, they, they, uh, yeah parents tend to kibosh that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, can you tell us, I'm going to, like, one or two of the most 
more interesting stories that you have from working around the industry? God. Not okay. to not put you on the spot. But. Okay, let, let me, okay, this is one. I like this because it, it tells you the problem of being a writer in this industry. I went to a shoot and I was supposed to write a sneak peek. It's a very short piece, 600 words, it's a postcard. Mm -hmm. And it was up at a location house, Rob Spallone was producing. And as usual in a situation like that, they were shooting two movies at a time. And one of them was a wayward schoolgirls thing. Now, do you remember Gage? Yes, actually, okay. I do. Uh, Ga okay, Gage was, you know, she, she was, was like late 80s or so. Yeah, no, uh, late 90s. Late 90s, okay. Yeah, I mean. But I do remember her, yes. Yeah, classic slow-eyed hillbilly trailer trash whore type. I mean, that was the, that was the type she played. And she right. was a girl, you know, you know, newly teen who just, you know, discovered all the fun parts of her body and wants to use them as much as she can. I mean, right. that was the character she played. And she was maybe 19 and she looked 14. And they had put her up in a schoolgirl uniform and made her up to look even younger. Mm hmm in comes Rob Spallone. He's producing. He's just coming by to see if everything's okay. Sees Gage dressed like that, made up like that, said, who the hell is she? Rob from Dane Productions, who is a jokester, puts his arm around her, says, this is my daughter. She's 14. She snuggles into him and says, Dad says when I'm old enough, I can do scenes. <laughs> Everybody is biting their lips because we don't want to bust it. Rob hits the ceiling. I want her out of here now. Finally, everybody cracks up. They tell him that she's legit. She goes up to do her scene. Last words he says as she leaves, I want three IDs on her. I've been here 10 minutes. I have a story. I don't need anything more. I'm done. I can leave right now. But I can't because I've only been here 10 minutes. So I stick around. I watch a scene. I make some notes. Doesn't matter. And then I split. But the, the whole story wrote itself in the first 10 minutes I was there. That's funny. Oh, that is, that's hysterically funny. But yeah, I remember her because I remember she was in a couple magazines too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I re God, that's funny. We had a guy in the group named Jimmy Drama. I don't know what his real name was. Anyway, um, he was a big fan of Gage and was working with her to be able to sell autographs and do stuff on Twitter and get her OnlyFans going. And then Jimmy died. Oh. So I, I haven't heard of anything that she is up to or anything since Jimmy died. God knows, I would. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, she she was on Twitter for a while and got some, some her Twitter account got taken down or something. Anyway, but Jimmy was really working with her to do some things and and then uh, that happened and so I haven't heard from him from her since. I haven't, I haven't heard from him either. But anyway, uh, I don't think you're gonna hear. From 
If you're gonna play that that young, you gotta play that young girl thing. You can only do it for so long. And this was 10, 10, 15 years ago. I don't know if she could still pull it off. Now she'd have to find some other angle. Right. Milk. Now Eric Monti is with us. Eric was in uh, adult films for for many years. And uh, Eric, uh, do you have a question for Todd? I just came on, so I have need I need a little background. I just got out of the shower. <laughs> Todd uh, was a writer for. <laughs> Kind of give you some idea of how great a celebrity I am. Yeah. <laughs> He wrote for AVN? Mostly, yes. Okay, I, I was Eric Ma. I was in from 83 to 99, but I played like, a, you know, like kind of an offbeat character sometimes, and you probably don't know me. I was okay. like, yeah, I, I started in 97 as a freelance reviewer. Did you ever see Deep Thro I'm sorry, did you ever see um, New Wave Focus 5? Um, I don't recall. I was one of the two guys. That was near the end of my career. One of the oh. two guys with Julie Ashton. Me okay. Me and um, that older guy, what was his name? Um, Cummings? Dave Cummings? Dave Cummings, yeah. And you did very well. Yeah, that's that's basically it. So you wrote for who again? AVN? AVN also have written for XBiz, Adam Presents Amateur Porn. I have been, I've been around the block. Now, who is this Gage woman? Who, how did you spell the name? G-A? Um, like, like a thing on your dashboard, G-A-U-G-E. Okay, that sounds interesting, yeah. Whatever happened, let's go. Whatever happened to AVN? They got they sold, or they're not the same anymore. They they're not the same anymore. It's much more of a uh, high gloss photography magazine now. It was I knew and Paul Fishbein. He was from Philly. Fishbein. I'm sorry. I knew Paul Fishbein. He was from okay. Philly. Yeah, yeah. Paul uh, Paul is no longer involved, and um it's now it's got matte covers it has a it has a 20 dollars price tag on the front and it there's a lot of really high gloss photography and a lot of emphasis on the girls okay uh it, it's different from the magazine i started working for in 1997 i can tell you that mm, i imagine where you at now where you look at las vegas or oh i'm in la oh la okay in the valley or the west side or? burbank to be precise Oh, I, I was just got back. I was there two years. I was in Olive Avenue. Oh, okay. Olive near Alameda, near the NBC. Olive in Alameda. Oh, okay. I know exactly where that is. I'm, uh, I'm on Warner Boulevard, right near the studio. Yeah. All right. Nice talk. Nice meeting you. Uh, Thank you. Good to meet uh, you as well. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> what? Uh, so then, evolving from, from that, uh, the last time we met, the two of us was at, uh, at uh, Jim Styles' birthday party. Yep. And uh, that was kind of a, a spectacular event there that everybody came out for. That was such a nice event. Yeah, it was a, it was a gathering of the old tribe. I don't yeah. think there was anybody under 40 in the, in the place. And I think that um, the industry needs that. Uh, I think they need that gathering, that, that social place of their own, where not everybody's on their phone the whole time, and they can just put the phones down and, and have dinner and, and chit-chat. That's where PSK came in handy for a long time. Uh, Porn Star Karaoke was a great place to, you know, get together with people and hang. Right. Yeah. I, I, I never, never went out to that. But anyway, I did go to the one in, in Las Vegas that uh, Rebecca runs and, and uh, hung out with those guys one night. But anyway, yeah. yeah that, Triple X. Is she still doing that? When they open it back up, they will. But I, I don't think they're open back up yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. As far as that goes. So, but uh, Lynn is back with us and Lynn uh, will unmute you here. Maybe you can tell a couple of stories about Todd. And ask Hi, Eric. 
Eric is already hey. watching, Chris. Hi, Eric. I see you. Hi, Eric. Lynn says hi, Eric. Hi, I'm sorry. I, I had to run out and my cat was acting up. Okay. okay because you got the door shut. I just shut the door now. Well, you don't hi, shut the Let the cat run around. No, he gives me the TV and he's near the wires. Thank you for saying hello, Lynn. You too. Nice to see you. Nice seeing you. You look wonderful. I like so you. Todd, it, gets, it gets to be a little group of people that kind of always show up. Exactly. I'm one of the regulars, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, Todd, where were you? you on Malibu Moms? I'm sorry? Were you on Malibu Moms? Not to my knowledge. Any of the movies I directed? No, I you thought I invited you. Uh, no, you never. No, you, I was never on one of your sets. Oh, what a mistake. I'll say, and you had my number. You probably still do. Probably. <laughs> it's probably still in my phone. Yeah. Well, my number went to a South Dakota number, so nobody in porn can get a hold of me except certain people patrick has my number if he ever needs me yeah okay are you in mitchell lynn are you in sioux falls or mitchell or uh Aberdeen? i am on the east coast east side halfway between uh brookings and watertown so i'm dead center in the middle of the state on the east side lynn you ever been to mitchell yeah yeah it's got the porn palace yeah all right i'm sorry buddy i just I'm a big South right. We weren't going anywhere. Um, probably one of the discussions that we had at, at Jim South's event was maybe where is the industry going or what are we doing or what are they doing? And, and uh, um, I, I know that from, I would assume from the veterans point of view, it ain't good, but that's, that's what I think. But what, what, what are you hearing out there? It's different. Um, <clears throat> What's happening is a lot of the people who used to have all the power don't anymore because now anybody can get a camera and an internet hookup and get a fan base and start making money with porn from literally anywhere in the world. <clears throat> and it's very different from the days when Steve Hirsch and uh, Russ Hampshire were the gatekeepers and they decided who was going to star in what movie. Um, we weathered going from film to videotape. We weathered going from theaters to home video. We weathered going from uh, VHS to DVD, from DVD to uh, home delivery through your internet. I mean, we will survive, but it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. It changes. I don't know if it's better or worse, but, you know, what do you do when it gets dark? You turn on a light. You, you live with it. It's, you know, to what do you compare the world? Right. I know Tom Byron the other day said it's not the same place. And if it was run like it used to be, wouldn't have these girls begging for fans on, on the internet and all that and this and that. But I think that in some cases, some of the gals are making more money now than they'd ever made. You know, just think if back in the day, if Veronica Hart would have had an OnlyFans page in her heyday. Shit. Yeah. They're the same money is going directly to the talent now because the talent and the producer is now the same person. And, and the owner of the content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, 
Um, let's go through some. You gave me a, a cool photo album here of just a bunch of folks, and we'll have you tell little stories maybe about each one and sure. uh, more of in a positive, positive light than negative. But anyway, um, Penny Pax is one of the, my favorites, and she's just a little pistol. What, what do you think of her? Uh, she's terrific. I, uh, I met her on a set of a Jackie St. James movie, and a friend of mine saw the three of us together and took that picture, and uh, she never looked better, and neither did I. <laughs> yeah. That was at Expo maybe three years ago. Sure, sure. And tell us the history of this photo. Okay. This is uh, the Playboy Mansion. That is the grotto of the Playboy Mansion. Um, I was at a party, and I went into the grotto, and the hot tubs were not turned on. In the grotto, if the hot tubs are turned on, you can't stay in there with your clothes on. You can't. It's impossible. You, it, it's oppressive. However, it's very nice when you clothe and the hot tubs aren't on. And I saw the opportunity, and I handed off my uh, phone, and I sat on the cushion. I said, quick, take my picture. You'll notice there just on the left, that is a small brick small that's a rock wall i had to climb over to get there okay huh and wow. you know one false move and that that cashmere jacket you know becomes this becomes the size of a ken doll <laughs> sure oh uh, let's uh here's ron ron there i am at adult con um uh, Chris King was, uh, we were doing a story for AVN and Chris King was taking pictures and I said, get one of me with Ron because you know, he's the grand old man of the, of the industry. Yeah. Okay. I met Ruby one time too. And, uh, she, she's, she's nice. She's kind of taken an, an activist role now, but that's mm -hmm. still nice gal. Yeah. She, yeah, she's a lot, she's been a friend for a long time. I've known her, and this this is at at the at uh, the award ceremony. Sam Phillips, Vivid Radio is doing a story about Vivid Radio, and uh, Farrell Hirsch. We were talking to him in his office, and I said, "Take a picture of me with Sam." So he was sitting behind his desk, and he took my camera and took that picture. Where, where do you think the things like Vivid Radio are going to go? Vivid Radio, the, Farrell said he always had a tr problem because he was dealing with sex, not porn. And the problem that Vivid had is their uh, audience was almost all long-distance truckers who liked listening to their Sirius XM radios. No matter where they were in the country, they could always pick stuff up. So they always had like a coterie of regular listeners. And they never, you know, and if you tuned in, you felt like an outsider. I think that's the problem they had. I mean, they're still at it and they're still talking to the truckers, but um, I don't know if it's ever going to break through. They're also been, they've been put up to the like high 700s on the, on the radio dial up there. So they don't get the tune in traffic. You've got to go looking for it. Yeah. That's the problem I've got is you got to use the app on the phone. Um, you can't. I can't get them on my radio in the car. Uh, well, you can, but you got to pull over and go digging for it. Okay. Because yeah, I, the only way I can get them on on mine is on the app. So I don't I don't know how to do it on the 
on the radio. Maybe I've got an older radio too. The other problem with Vivid Radio is you never know when it's an old uh, when it's an old show. Yeah, I, I usually have to watch Christy Canyon's feed. I'm on there. Oh, she has me on probably once a week. Uh, yeah, I've been out there. I haven't been there for a, I haven't been there for a while, but I've been out there. Speaking of Christy, there's Christy and James Bartholay. Right. And oh dear, Sonia Moon. And um, James is kind of a, a wild card. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah. It's amazing how many mainstream people he knows. Yeah. Uh, Sonia Moon. I always had. I had great. Pull back one. Yeah. Sonia Moon. I had really high hopes for her. She was very promising. Um, I had done her interview for, uh, I did a fresh off interview and, uh, I heard she was going to be on vivid radio and I called Christy and I said, can I come over? And she said, yeah, sure. Uh, she was, you know, impressed that I was impressed with her. Nice. And then, uh, she passed away from an OD. That's too bad. This was a younger Todd. The younger. Yes, that is. That's where I first met Steve Holmes, south of France, the year 2000. I had gone out there on writing about a shoot that Roy Alexander was doing. And everybody there was, uh, practically nobody spoke English, except, you know, the stilted high school English they had learned in school. And Steve had actually lived in the United States. And he, had, he spoke idiomatic American English, and we hit it off immediately. And we've been friends ever since. XRCO. Me, Steve Jabbers, Grand Panante. <laughs> Looks like you guys are deep in thought. I don't know what the hell was going on. I don't know who took that picture, but it was just like I think he wanted the idea of the, you know, the you know, the three monkeys or something. You know, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. So I'm I'm very laid back, and Steve is contemplative, and Graham is looking for somebody to hit. <laughs> this is a fun one. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Stormy Daniels movie. Um, God, what was it called? Can't remember. It was the one, it, it's a caper movie. It was really good. Um, and she was posing with a gun, and I said, let me get in, a, in there on that. And Jeff Koga took that picture. Nice. What do you think that um, if, if Stormy would not have gotten hooked up in the whole Trump fiasco, where would she have been? Where would she be today? Would she be on a on a different plateau, greater or less than? Do you think? At the rate she was going, until she left Wicked, she was one of the best writer directors out there. Very creative, good sense of style, pacing. She could shoot really well. She knew what she was doing. I think she could have developed into uh, somebody with the same high degree of esteem that Caden Cross has as a director right now. Right. I think the Trump thing was distraction. It was a distraction. She also split from Wicked and went over to Digital Playground. And I don't know what changed, but I, I reviewed a couple of our movies for Digital Playground, and they, had the, they didn't have the same punch. Right. 
That is, that's Stormy at the book signing. <laughs> putting the putting the thing in front of go back one. Putting the uh, book in front of her face was her idea. There you go. I touched. And, the, okay, I, that's Barnes and Noble at the Grove, which is sort of the uh, the upscale tumor that's been attached to uh, Farmers Market in, in Los Angeles. They the books were pre-signed and they, we were briefed that, you know, you walk up, you take a picture, you hold the book so we can see it. We will take your camera, we'll take your picture and then move on. You know, do not approach Stormy, don't touch her. Okay. They were worried about a fan being out of line or perhaps some Trump supporter wanting to do damage to her. I'm like the ninth person in line. I come walking up and I say, they told me that I had to buy a book. She ran up and hugged me. Four security guys had no idea what the hell to do. Yeah. That you was like a, you know, yeah. Somebody attacks her, take the guy down, but she ran up to him. Yep. I put my hand on her back at uh, uh, Exotica in Portland, and uh, I was told that was a no-no. And then, uh, But then Herschel Savage walks by, and she runs up and hugs him. And, the, yeah, again, they... The security card didn't know him, and they didn't know really what to do. It was kind of a fun thing. Yeah, what happens if she starts to do something? You know, they're at a loss. They don't know what to do. Attack the girl. I can handle that. Ah, yeah. Uh, Alexandra Silk. Alexandra Silk. Yeah, XRCO. She's uh, so nice. Yeah. Jer Jared Rudder doing his Colin Mockery impression there on the back. <laughs> yeah, she... Uh, Jessica Drake and Allie Hayes, yep. uh, party at uh, someplace in Hollywood. Porn star karaoke, Amber Lynn. Excellent. My obligatory, you notice the drink there. I'm, whenever I'm working, I do not drink drinks. So that's soda water with a twist of lime. There you go. Angela White at Magic Castle. <clears throat> one, of my, one of my favorite things to do, go back one. <clears throat> one of my favorite things is uh, I'm a member of the Magic Castle, and I love having lunch there because they have a buffet lunch, and it's nice and quiet and laid back, and there is a magic show, and it's a great place to sit and talk. And, and I've had lunch with Angela three or four times there, and she's amazing. Huh. Nice. Also notice, uh, can you zoom in on the shirt? Yeah, we pointed something on the shirt out last week. I don't know what it exactly was. Okay, take a look. That is the logo of Wed Imagineering. That is the that is now Walt Disney Imagineering. The uh, the, the people who work for Disney who build all the theme parks. And if you scroll down a little, get a good look at my watch. Okay, that's about as good as I can get it. Okay, Mickey Mouse chronograph. Ah. They don't make them anymore. <laughs> nice. You know, singly, singularly inappropriate for porn. I wear it. <laughs> uh, red carpet at the uh, AVN Awards. Yeah, he, had some, he had some bad Vistoya. Yeah. Um, is he still around? What's he doing? 
Um, he's been keeping a low profile lately. I haven't seen anything from him in a couple months. Bunny Rotten on a set. She's, I met her at a strip club. She's, she's really cool. She is. She's one of the nice people in the business. And that was, that, that was, that was her and me when we were, uh, she was directing a movie. And we, I put, I put that on the table and took that picture looking down. The thing in her mouth is her ear. She had one feathered earring. Oh, okay. I wrote a very good, there was a really good piece I was able to write about that because uh, in the middle of a sex scene outdoors, uh, there were gardeners next door and they turned on their leaf blowers. And she had to be physically restrained from going over and making them stop naked. Ah, that probably would have stopped them. Uh, yeah, but she, you know, they, they tried bribing the guys instead. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't stop. So she went to, uh, she moved on to the next scene. A tease, figuring eventually they'll stop. Okay, Brad Armstrong. Uh, Buck Angel, that was at, um, at ANME, the Adult Novelty Manufacturers Expo. A couple years ago, I was, uh, I cover that for ETO in England. And Buck was unhappy that I was taller than he was, so I, I crouched down. <laughs> He's all of, I think, 5'6". China. This is a, of the pictures you sent, this is the most unique one that I've seen. Yeah. That is China. She was, she was playing She-Hulk. There was a production. It was a massive production Axel Brown was doing. He called it Project 12X. He was shooting four marvel knockoff movies at the same time wow and uh that was one of them i thought this is too good i gotta do that okay there's a story here dan miller dan miller expo 2008 i am working for xbiz dan is working for avn Adam and Eve throws a party for adult journalists. I survey the place. I figure I'm representing XBiz, and I take a seat right at the middle of the table. I mean, right at the, you know, I am going to be here and let the world revolve around me. Dan walks in, sees me there, sees the power position, sits right next to me. <laughs> I figured, okay, that makes sense. We're, we're the two big guns here. Let's do it. We had very, you know, we had nice, amiable conversation all the way through. Good. Debbie Diamond, Kiki Dare at uh, Debbie's uh, radio show uh, at a uh, little studio in Burbank called The Joint. You can see parts of the letters back there. Sure. Devon, XRCO, 2011-2012, something like that. She and I go back. Well, I was, um, <clears throat> I used to cover the Tara show when Tara and Patrick was doing her show at uh, Digital Playground. 
And then when Tara left Digital Playground, Devin took it over. So we did our time on Tuesdays and Thursdays. This had to be interesting. Yep, that, that's the same uh, two th year 2000 shoot south of France. Um, I had some, it's staged, uh, but the guy is George Ohl, who just got uh, elected to the Avian Hall of Fame. And this, it was weird. Go back, come on. This was, okay, this was fall. So we're running out of summer, but it's the south of France, so, you know, still pretty nice. And the sun was playing peekaboo behind the clouds. And whenever the sun came out, everybody in the place stripped off and sunbathed with no clothes on. Wow. But here, here he is. He's, he's prepping. They're doing a scene. Sure. But I had them, you know, set this up so that I'd show, be able to show a picture of me hard at work. There you go. <laughs> Johnny Dior, one of the more promising young performers. She uh, won uh, Best in Starlet. And this year, I managed to find a scene she had done and got it in for Best Oral Scene, and it won. Holly Randall. It was nice to see her and her mom at the uh, Jim South birthday party. Yeah. Yeah, Holly. Gotcha. Talk about people who grew up in this industry. Right. She was, uh, God. I mean, she was born with, when her when her mother was taking pictures. She was like hanging off her boob. <laughs> Honey gold. And, uh, oh, what's it? Guy from OC Modeling, whose name I can never remember. Jasmine Webb, English star. Did an interview with her at the, uh, that is the AVN press office at Expo. She's a firecracker. Oh, yeah, Jesse Jane. She's Hellraiser. <clears throat> God, I haven't seen her. Okay, this is one of my favorite pictures of me and Jessica Drake. I had turned my head away. I was I was doing traffic on the red carpet, and I was watch, I hope was holding my watch in my hand. Every fifteen seconds, I would tell people to move down the row. I turned away, and everything just got totally bollocked up. So I could not turn away. I had to face it, but. Jessica Drake needed my attention, and when Jessica Drake wants to talk to you, you talk to her. So I turned a little, and somebody caught it. <laughs> nice. Uh, Small Hands and um, Joanna Angel, uh, they kick off for their whiskey called Dooms. He's oh. sampling it. I think he knows what it tastes like by now, but uh, he's doing it anyway. Sure. And of course, that brings us back to where we met. That was uh, that was such a good night. That was a, a real confidence booster. I don't not only for Karen, but I know it really uh, kind of put the spring back in the step of uh, you know Jeannie Silver mm -hmm. and uh, Melissa Hill as well. I mean, that was really a. Um, I think they both really benefited uh, career wise again, and and even just mentally. Uh, for the accolades they were given from that night. Well, that, that's great because that's one of the things that Bill did 
was he, you know, demanded that we pay attention to the veterans. Yeah, I and I miss, I sure miss Bill. He used to call, well, he called in twice a day eventually, but anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Sean Elliott is with us. Sean, how are you doing? And I'm going to unmute you here. Yep, still unmute. There you go. There we go. Good evening, everybody. How Hello. are you? Hi. Good. How are you? Good. Uh, sorry I couldn't get here earlier, but uh, <laughs> wife says you got to grill the meat, so I grilled the meat. Okay. <laughs> and you're not eating. You you're actually here with us. Thank you. Uh, yes, yes. I grilled. They're eating. I'll eat later. I want to be here. Okay. So you got a great voice. I told you last week, Todd. I just I love just hearing you speak. I don't really have any questions because I think we were from different eras. So I'm learning a little bit about you, what you were, what you did. Okay. And if I missed anything and it's not redundant, repeat it. I'm all ears. Okay. So it's good good to be here. I've been at it since 1997. I'm not exactly brand new, but um, there are many people who have been here before I was. I see. And you were on the West Coast? I'm on the West Coast. Burbank, in the shadow of the Warner Brothers water tower. Oh, yeah. But I noticed in the last little segment, you had filmed in a shot video, I guess, in, in, was it France? Uh, Yeah, I I was doing it on the set in France. Wow. That that's pretty good. So you, I'm going to be nosy then. Where where did the budget come from in the in nineties? Did they still do that? Uh, in, in the this was the year two thousand. Yeah, they were doing that. Um, I think the company wanted to get some promotion for their uh, for this thing they were doing with Roy Alexander. So they brought in a bunch of European talent, and they asked me to write about it. See, fantastic. Yeah, so they they flew me to France. I'm 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 down. <laughs> how long was the passport i'm in how long were you there i was there for only about two weeks it wasn't that long but it, it was nice amount. cool well good to see everybody I see eric too hey eric hi lynn i'll hey, unmute Charles. eric here because uh, eric does want to ask todd a question i'll unmute, unmute eric here ask to unmute unmute you gotta click the button there you go yeah. there we go Talk to me, Eric. Yeah, you should, during the photographs, you were showing a, a photo of uh, Debbie Diamond. Debbie, I, I had a very good scene with her in Deep Throat 4. She, I was Professor Carlton. She gave me a nice you know, blowjob there. What is she doing now, Debbie? I, I have no idea. I haven't seen her in quite a while. Oh, I thought there was a photograph. I thought you said she was there. There was, but it's an old photograph. It's about six years old. Yeah, it was, my scene with her was well, Chatsworth. It was 1990. Okay. No, yeah, th- this was uh, after. Yeah, th- this was when she was doing radio. Yeah, she brought her pet snake onto the shoot. She had pet snakes. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> that must have been fun. Yeah, a phallic symbol, I guess. I don't know. Not yeah. venomous, I hope. What's that? Not venomous, I hope. No, yeah, but it was on the set. I mean, it was right near the scene. It was where we were getting, you know, in a, in a big glass thing. Oh, anyway. okay. Oh, in a in a glass thing. Okay, that's good. <laughs> King Cobra. <laughs> Keep it over there. <laughs> Competition there, Eric. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, reached, I reached out to her about a year or six months ago, and um, that's back when her email worked, and then all of a sudden her email didn't work anymore, and that was the last of that. So, but uh, she 
she said, let me think about it as far as doing the show. But uh, that was. Who's that? Who's that? Debbie Diamond. Oh, my God. I'd like to have her on. Yeah. Alicia Rio is going to be our guest next week. So I just talked to her last week on uh, Christy Canyon show. We had a fun time there. She was about a year ago. She was on the Price is Right and won a blender and a, uh, seven, seven months worth of eggs. <laughs> oh, he's got to come over and have her fix me a Denver omelet. That's funny. It sounds like a joke. Yeah. Was that before or after they went into lockdown? Right before. Before, okay. Right before. So yeah, it had been about a year, a year and about a week ago. So, That's yeah. so funny, Patrick. She went. I thought it was a joke. She went a blunder. <laughs> yeah, she said blunder and a um, a year. Uh, well, she said at first it was a year supply of eggs. I guess it was just seven months. So. <laughs> yeah. I oh know. my God! It, it, it reminds me of a scene from Pink Flamingos or something. <laughs> 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 Imagine the eggs. <laughs> God, there's a movie I haven't thought of in twenty years. Uh, the eggs came to me right, and so uh, if you if you guys don't, know, if somebody doesn't know it, just check out the. What was her name? Divine. Divine. There's a, she, there's a lady, what, sitting in a wheelbarrow or something, and, and they just kept feeding her eggs. And you the egg lady. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. So uh, that was filmed in Philadelphia, I think, in Eric's. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. You sure? Yes. I thought it was in the... That was Baltimore. Huh? Well, he's from Baltimore. You're right. You, you, yeah, you know? John Wagner is like total Baltimore dude. Yeah, stand corrected. Yeah. I thought it was Philadelphia, too, for something. Because you'd never have Balter, you'd never have Balter less. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit with uh, with Todd here. Now, do you go to any of the the conventions like eight? Well, you may go, of course, the AVN convention. But do you get out to the Exoticas at all? I have. I haven't gone to the Exoticas out of LA. I I tend not to go to fan based things because. I feel bad because the, the performers all want to talk to me and the fans sort of get a short shrift. Um, I, I kind of enjoy walking past somebody and having her go, oh, hey, Todd, how you doing? Run over, give me a hug, and then go back. That, that's cool. But I don't like taking away the time from the fans. So I usually go to AVN because that's, I'm working. And, um, and all, all pro things like uh, the Exodus seminars. Sure. Do you think that in the next, in this year to come, um, do you think that more stars are going to get out to these events because they've been shut down? The, the money hasn't been there. And as far as some of them goes now, some of them can do their only fans. I think the, the pandemic helped that, but do you think the stars are going to come back out to the events now? Or do you think they're just going to say, I got an only fans. I'll just do that. Tough to say. I think every performer has got to figure that out for themselves. Uh, at what point, do you want to bring in new fans? Right. I mean, are you doing okay? Or do you want to, to boost that bottom line a little? Right. Because, uh, you know, it's nice to see people on screen, but nothing beats the personal contact. Right. Lenny, are you planning on I'd doing like, any, any exotic? I would like to go to a convention again. I would like to give away a hall of fame since I got one. I want to give one away. So I will come back for another one. If I'm asked. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd I like to go to Exotica. I want to go to Exotica Chicago. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm I'm planning on going there. Um I've got everybody and their brother says, Hey Pat, I'll room with you. So anyway, we gotta 
figure that out later. But um, and I've at least got a room at the hotel where the the event is at or where the stars stay, and that's kind of a, a cool thing too. You're down for breakfast, you see this or that one eating eating powdered eggs. <laughs> it's always better when you're staying in the convention hotel. Yeah, it is. It's just it's it's worth. I know it costs extra, but it's worth it in the long run because mm -hmm. you're right there. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, I had a video last year, <clears throat> the last year of AVN. <clears throat> I got a room that was just off the elevator bank that led right into Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I had like a one-minute walk and an elevator ride to the, to the show floor. We stayed in uh, uh, at the host hotel in 2015, and I mean there was a huge crowd, and we got to the point of not knowing who was the performer and who were the fans because they all dressed alike. Yeah, and the fans were dressing more wild than the performers were. Yeah, that happens at XRCO too. The end of the night, these these girls never had that much uh, attention. They just start you know, taking their clothes off, and people start snapping their picture. <laughs> what is the next big event? I know you've been pretty much locked down for about a year. What's the next big event you think you're going to go to? Um, I don't know. Um, apparently, uh, Anme is still uh, <clears throat> going to be online, so I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, the next thing I'm probably going to is Expo in 2000 in 2022. Okay. Well, I'm going to be out there in uh, in November. My wife and I are going to take vacation out there, so we'll, we'll certainly have to get together for a meal or something. I'm, um, I'm uh, bring a tie. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm on vacation. Um, no, nothing else. Magic Castle. <laughs> it ought to be open by then. But uh, I think that or um, a couple of years ago, 2018, I was out there and I had a a big pizza party at uh, Little Tony's. So oh, might do that again. And uh, I bought last time, and I'm not going to buy again. So that was expensive. <laughs> Great People, place, Little Tony's. Terrific Italian food. Yeah, if they want to, if they want to see and hang out for a while, they can. They can spend ten dollars their own couple pieces of pizza. So, but uh, uh, any other questions, Charles? You have another question for Todd? Um, no, not really. I'm sorry. I wish I did. Um, I love the story about Gage. That just cracks me. It just, you know, and I'm sure he's got a hundred more stories. Unfortunately, we don't have the time. Um, I'm trying to think of if I have a question for him. I just reached out to Rob just to uh, see if he could bounce on here, but he, <clears throat> they're on his birthdays this week or something. They're at the beach doing something and, He's, he's not, he can't get the cell phone to work right. So anyway, he's not going to hop on. Oh, Rob Everett? Hey, no, I, Rob. Do, I do have oh. a, one question. What's the weirdest interaction you've ever had in terms of doing an interview with a person? Ooh. <laughs> I think... <clears throat> There, there was a, I remember I was doing an interview once with a performer and she was talking about how she had worked out a tattoo across her midsection that had 22 bats, 11 on each side, and the words chaos in a cage right over her uh, vagina. 
and she had, you know, mapped it out. It was based on a poem that she had written when she was a teenager. And then she stood up, pulled up her dress and said, here, look. <laughs> and there it was. She, the dress was all she was wearing. Okay. That is definitely weird. Yeah. Well, I wasn't expecting it. I'm, no. I'm used to seeing people being naked, but, you know, not during a regular interview. The other question I had, and this might sound weird, is I knew there was a guy who I went to college with, and I don't know if you know him or are connected with him, who ended up working in the adult industry, uh, Farrell Timlick, who was head of Homegrown Video. I don't know if you have any stories or anything with regards to him. I, you know, I went to a small college and we knew each other, but didn't connect. I wondered if... I crossed paths with him once or twice. Um, I didn't know him well. I remember once I, he was shooting in the, um, they were shooting original content and I was there in San Diego. I don't remember why I was in San Diego. Yes, I do. I was uh, giving a keynote address at the F street, uh, orientation. F street was a porn store as an adult store chain down in San Diego. And their publicist was this very prim young woman with the biggest pitch you ever saw in your life. So, of course, she always wore things all the way up to here. And she was very, very prim, very proper, nothing untoward about her. And the guy, and when they were shooting this stuff, the guy lost wood and Farrell jumped in to fill the gap. And she got all huffy and said, I do not need to see my boss's penis. <laughs> of, the, of the stars we've lost and, and the personalities we've lost in the business who would you think that you missed the most mm, jim holiday and why why would that be jim was a raconteur he was a remarkably knowledgeable guy about all sorts of things and we would have wonderful conversations for hours on it. Well, it felt like hours on end, but usually I had work to do. So, you know, I'd, I'd keep it down. But once I was on his set and, you know, he and I were talking and he finally got around to shooting because he had to. But he was warm and friendly. And I think he held himself in higher regard than most people did. But he still managed to sell the product. And until he died, he was making movies with his name above the title. As far as performers went, who do you miss? <laughs> I think the ones that I miss are the ones who, dis who died way too soon. Chloe Jones, Sonia Moon, people who had a great deal of potential who could have, you know, done more in the adult industry and then gone on and lived full lives. And they didn't. Right. And I think that that's, you know, it's the lost potentiality. I mean, there's no reason Chloe Jones couldn't have, you know, become somebody's grandmother right now. Wow. Yeah, it is sad on some of those, uh, some of those things too. So, and um, I do know why I've seen some of the things and, and uh, um, you know, all the social media isn't good for a lot of them either because there's a lot of, 
lot of bullying. And I know I spent some time this week with uh, 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 Corlin Jewell and just the amount of people who constantly hit her cell phone all day long with stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent. It's a constant full-time job of her looking at her cell phone and dismissing this one or dismissing that one. And uh, I mean, and she's here and there's others that are here that really must, it must be a full-time chore. Yeah. Another one who left far too soon was August Ames. One of the, yeah. one of the saddest, most unfortunate yeah. stories to ever come down the pipe. I mean, because she misinterpreted something that Jessica Drake said and it just ballooned in her head and next she was suicidal and then she cashed it in. And it was a, a tragedy. Right, right. Linda, anything, do you have any uh, final thoughts at all? We're just about ready to wrap things up. Any final thoughts? Yeah. I, I've always oh, enjoyed I'm doing this industry. I think the thing I like about it is that people accept you. Yeah. When I, like I said, when I walked onto my first set, people accepted it immediately. I mean, there's a reason that at a shoot, the front door is always unlocked. Hmm. Uh, the reason is they don't want you to knock in the middle of the scene. But the, <laughs> the thing is that it's always open and welcome. You are what you say you are. We accept people at face value. Nobody has ever doubted that my name is Todd Hunter, although it is not. In fact, I used to introduce myself with my real name and say, I write under the name Todd Hunter. And people started listening when I said Todd Hunter. So just cut out the middle. Hi, I'm Todd Hunter. <laughs> there you go. I guess that's, that's our, the connection, I think, with Bill Margold, too, was um, he was kind of put in, a, lack of a better term, an orphanage or a military school or a, a juvenile home. He went from juvenile home to juvenile home. And he was just looking for a place to be accepted, and he found it. Yep. Anyway, Lynn, you want to introduce uh, your hubby. So, Todd, I came out right. to South Dakota and married a farmer. Really? I did. This is Farmer Jim. Jim? Hello. I'm Todd. Hi, everybody. Hello. He's met Eric and he's met Eric. And... So, you got in in 94. I was under the impression you've been around a lot longer than that. Everybody thinks that. I mean, I've been in since 88, and I think you've always been there. It feels like you've always been there. In fact, one of the first times we spoke, you asked if I had been talent. (laughs) Well, I had ulterior motives then. (laughs) Yeah, well, the exact exact words were, I wondered if I'd fucked you. (laughs) Yeah, that that sounds more like me. (laughs) No, you initially were very discreet. Were you talent? No, oh, yeah. I was just wondering if I'd fuck you. Uh, I have to ask Farmer Jim, how's the ice fishing today? Ice is gone. <laughs> the ice is gone? Ice is gone and so is all the beer. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Good. Got to get the boat out now. So. Good old yep. South Dakota guy. Oh, good. You can, so you can use the lake even when there's no ice on it then? Oh, yeah, we got the boats out and fish, yeah. You bet. We had a fish fry today. Yeah. Of all of this winter fish. We had a big fish fry today, so. Very cool. 
And some beer. That's where this comes from. Cold beer and fish. <laughs> With a name like <laughs> Farmer Carolina Sausages. Farmer, Farmer Jim's Pork Sausages. Oh, we eat that, too. Yeah, we eat beef, big steaks. Yeah, you bet. There's cows everywhere here. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, we want to certainly thank Todd for stopping by, and it's always great. And, and you can come back anytime. Many Sunday you see us. Just hop on in. There's always somebody here wanting to talk. So appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank nice you for uh, uh, welcoming me. Uh, if you and, see uh, Debbie Diamond, says Professor Carlton said hello. I'm deep <laughs> You say what, Eric? What? Say, Professor Carlton says hi. <laughs> I shall. All right. He was up, the professor. Okay. The all right. Appreciate everybody stopping by. You can always go to justtalking.com anytime. We have all the interviews. Uh, stored up online and then just uh, stop by justtalking.com. You can see those anytime, plus always some extras. We always have extra interviews and extra behind-the-scenes things and just uh, whatever you're looking for, you can take a chance and, and find it there. So anyway, until next week with Alicia Real, we'll see you later.